Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 133. Suns fan here with Sindarin. I can't speak too loudly right now. And I'll tell you why a little bit later. But first, let's talk about our beautiful sponsor, the last episode that they're sponsoring, hopefully until next season, of course, the King of the Pool Tournament. It's an ability draft tournament. The signups are getting close to not like this last opportunity for you guys. I'm just going to read off what they wrote to us as well. I'll show you my draft if you show me yours in the King of the Pool League. Come join other competitive ability draft players starting January 5th. Team up and battle it out with up to 16 others for six weeks of Swiss groups. And if you're skilled enough, six weeks of eight teams dueling in double limb playoffs with six teams each taking home a slice of a $2,500 prize pool per region. Register your team now and join the fight every Wednesday to find out who is king of the pool. I'm going to put the link in chat for the league details, the league registration. I'll put those also in the YouTube video along with the the Discord community, if you guys are into Ability Draft. Uh, first of all, I just want to say I appreciate them sponsoring the episode. I think this is really cool, and I hope people sign up. I know there's still a couple slots left. So if you guys want to try something new, have some fun with Ability Draft. Uh, it's always like these homegrown initiatives that I'm a huge fan of, and I hope it goes well. Yep. Make sure... Uh... Like, even if you've never played Ability Draft before, it's not too late to start, right? Like, it's still... I think maybe to some people this might seem a little bit overwhelming, but essentially Ability Draft is Dota, but with other abilities. That's what it is, right? Like, if you've played Dota, getting into Ability Draft is not that hard. You just need to play some games, figure out what abilities you like and what's good together, and then it's all about drafting and just having fun. And it makes for really wacky games, because heroes are totally different every game. Uh, so there's a lot of, like, how to say? Yeah, there's a lot of variety, basically, in this mode. And uh, if, you've, if you've got a stack or can get some people together, maybe you can even just, if you don't have a stack of five friends or whatever, maybe you can go on the Discord and find other people that are looking for a team. And then that way you can sign up as a mix and just have, a, have some fun playing this mode because it's very, very different than usual Dota, and it's very similar at the same time. So Yeah, and the two guys that are in charge of it essentially rgb knights and canadian chicken very very dedicated they're putting their own money into all this as far as i know which is i mean i've done that in the past with uh, captain's draft and whatnot so i know how what that's like it's it's a passion so if you guys know anybody that's interested even if you yourself are not then just spread the word because the signups are about to end so we wish them luck and thanks dun, dun, again for dun. sponsoring Je podcast all right, Cinderin, we have some shout-outs that I think that you would like to take on your own for some reason. I will do all the patrons today, and you will explain why I'm doing that right after. Wow, thank you. 
For our In Bruges tier, of course, thanks to everybody who is a patron for the podcast, but a special shout out to the In Bruges tier, which consists of Roundy3. Not telling you. My name is not John Cena. Wait. Oh no, it's John Cena. Games for Falling Asleep. Thanks, Dota 2 needs more marketing. Please, Valve, we're begging you. Disco Far MD, Vincent Darksey, Semper Pi, Hakuna Matata, Commander Donut, Red Sheeran, Chakar's Still an Asshole, Chicago Chongxing, The Mega Pope. Sorry you're not okay, Center, and do you have someone to hug TI New Zealand? We can talk about that in a sec as well. San Xavier, Nate Thicko 01 Hamscroats, Bacon. Who do you think has the biggest dick in the Dota universe? We've been there, ZT. Shark TM, Novi Panda, Dop, nothing to see here, underscore man. Okay, but for real though, Sins fan, can you please use your Ice Frog connections to get the all add all loading screens to shuffle button back? It'll be there any day, I'm sure. Pitch Black, Wooden Aftertaste, Duntalk, Anonymous. Oh, Anonymous. Did you I, misspell Anonymous? I misspelled it. <laughs> I thought somebody named themselves Anonymous. That would be funny. Peter, the earliest recorded festivities in honor of a New Year's arrival date back some 4,000 years to Babylon. Nibbling. Dude, everything cool just comes from Babylon. That's it true. It just does. That's true. They invented plants. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but they made them pretty. Mm. The Gardens of Babylon from Civilization. That's where I know it yes. from. Uh, so, as always, thank you to our patrons. We really appreciate your support. Without you guys, we wouldn't be able to do this show so consistently. So, thank you, thank you. Uh, okay, let's get started uh, with the news of the week, Cinder, in which for me uh, was an unexpected uh, emergency surgery, uh, an appendectomy. It, it, the actual surgery is called a, uh, is it laparoscopic, laparoscopic appendectomy? I mean, I don't know much about this stuff, but essentially on Christmas, I started to feel like this. It wasn't that painful. It was just like this slight pain, like a one out of 10, just under my belly button. And I just thought it was like indigestion. But then I'm like, you know, usually when I have indigestion or something, I can think back like, oh, yeah, I, I guess I ate this. That has a, a chance to get me sick or whatever. But there wasn't anything that came to mind, but I didn't really think too much of it. Then the next day, it started migrating to the lower right side of my stomach, essentially. And I started to hunch over because it started to get decently painful. And I was just like, eh, it's probably still indigestion. So I just waited it out a bit. Then it got to like technically the 27th, but uh, like at 2 a.m., I'm like, all right, I just need to go sleep this off or something. So I take some ibuprofen or whatever, and I get into bed, and I'm like, all right, this is actually too painful to sleep. I wouldn't say it was like excruciating because I know that some people like theirs will burst and whatnot. I would say this is like a 6.5 out of 10, mm -hmm. which for my scale, if it's five and above, you won't be able to sleep. So that's essentially what it was. So went to the emergency room and of course, fucking long story with insurance in America is garbage, but I was actually going to change to quote unquote good insurance in literally a week, which now oh, is in two no. days. So... I'm looking forward to whatever the fuck that bill is going to be. But I went in, I'm all hunched over. I'm like, I think I have, uh, I need to get my appendix removed. And they did some tests. Um, by the way, I am not good at giving blood, Cinderin. It is, I would say it's embarrassing, but it's really hard to embarrass me. But a normal person would be embarrassed with how bad I am with giving my blood. 
Like, this guy tried to take my blood. Maybe you can see this. Can you see this bruise? They literally bruised me yeah. trying to take blood in this arm, and they couldn't do it. And oh, as they're oh, trying to do mean. it, like, I look away. I'm sweating profusely. I'm super nauseous. I feel like, like, when every time this happens, I feel like I just want to die. That's how I feel when I'm giving blood. I just can't stand it. Um, eventually get over that shit. They give me... So this is an interesting thing. As they're doing tests, they see like my white blood count, I think it was, was higher than normal, which is consistent with, uh, you know, needing your appendix removed or whatever. They give me morphine and they give me a pretty high dose. So mm -hmm. they give it to me and I feel it in my head because I feel all loopy at first for like a few minutes. Never felt any effect other than that, though. It didn't lessen the pain at all. Literally Wait, no what? difference. They said it, it's probably because even though I wasn't, it was only like a day of pain, they said this can happen if you've been in pain for a long time. It needs to get ahead of it. I don't know how it works, but it made literally no difference for me other than making me puke once, which was very painful. Uh, so long story short, they came, they're like, all right, we need to put together an emergency uh, appendectomy team. Obviously, this was at like 4 a.m., so they had to like get on-call people. Uh, they assemble a team, and they do the surgery, which the surgery is interesting. It's You're not down and out for that long. Uh, they put... I should have taken... I, I did take a picture, but maybe people don't want to see it. They essentially put three puncture holes in your stomach. One of them is like bigger than the rest, which is like close to the belly mm -hmm. button, and the other two are lower. And then what they do, obviously, they put you to sleep for this, which they did. They... With those three holes, they blow up your stomach with air, like a bubble, like you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. And that gives them enough room to do what they need to do without having like a long lasting effect theoretically, like in terms of like downtime. So they did that. I woke up. Was uh, it a girl or a boy? It was an alien, a fecal oh. alien. I'm so sorry. Uh, I was actually really impressed with the doctor. She was... Uh, yeah, you just talk to somebody and they're like, you're just impressed. Like, holy shit, I feel like they're going to do a good job, actually. Usually I'm very pessimistic with that type of thing. So, yeah, they take it out. I ask for it afterwards and they said they can't give it to me. I'm like, fuck, that sucks. And that's about it. I was, how long do you think I was in the Were hospital? Are you going to frame it or? I, I want to at least look at it. Oh. You know. How, how long do you think I was in the hospital by the time I got home? Like from the time you went in, yeah, with pain until you were. I went in, sent let's home. say, two a.m. The next day at noon. What do you mean by the next so day? Ten hours later. Twelve hours later. Damn, close. So two p.m. You should have which, done that as your SAP question today. That's true. Uh, you would have gotten that wrong as well. <laughs> so, d by the way, this is the inside joke right now. Is that I. I'm trying to not laugh, trying to not cough, trying to not sneeze because it, like, right now it's fine. If I get loud, it can hurt a little bit, but, like, getting up is very painful. Like, anything that does anything to the ab muscles fucks me up real bad right now. But they said that recovery is pretty fast. It's like, I mean, everybody's different, but they didn't want me to travel for, like, what was it, two weeks, I think, which obviously... 
is an issue with the whole ESL thing, which talking with them right now, and they're very accommodating, so I'm not really worried. We'll f- figure some scenario out. But, um, yep, that's that's about it. So just recovering now. And everything is going according to plan so far, from what I can tell. So Yep. My stomach is shaved, so it looks really weird. It's swollen, so it looks fatter than usual. And uh, I was excited that I'd be losing some weight, and then I looked up how much an appendix actually weighs, and it's like a gram, so basically no difference. So that was Progress. disappointing. Does it affect uh, your eating at all? They, no, they, the... they let me eat pretty much anything. They said like right afterwards, like you can eat pretty much anything. Just try to stay away from greasy and... Uh, spicy stuff. Which... They should have said bread as well. Then it would have been. Oof, bread. I'd lose some weight at least. Yeah. No yes. Doubt. But yeah, right. well, that is that um, is the story. It's really good that you caught it somewhat early. I guess I don't know how late or how early you can yeah, figure they... that out. But if you would have waited another day, it might have turned bad, right? They technically so... gave me the option to try antibiotics instead of removing it they technically gave me that option but mm. i was pretty confident it needed to go because i've i've had this pain before like not as bad but it's mm-hmm. like been a recurring thing over the years and i always think oh, i wonder if my appendix is kind of fucked i don't know it doesn't run in the family or anything so i don't it's kind right. of random but i figured it it is a pretty standard procedure obviously if i'm in and out of the fucking hospital in 12 hours it's uh that's yeah. as standard as it gets for something like that. So, and aside from the recovery period and the fact that you're getting surgery, there's like no real downside to having your appendix removed, right? Um. Oh, what were they saying? There is. Oh. So the appendix can give some good. What is it called? Bacteria, actually. So technically. There could be a slight benefit, but it might not. It usually makes no difference, to my understanding. Oh, so it's like a theory, or they're not sure, or it's individual. I think it's individual, but I okay. I will not pretend to know. That's what somebody told me, and I've been. Oh, yeah, I should say I'm not taking any drugs either. They gave mm-hmm. me like they allowed me to well prescription for oxy, which I'm not going to take shit like that. That's unless I'm just yeah. in extreme pain, which I'm not. So. It's just if I'm moving or like that's the thing with travel. Like I wouldn't mind. I'll be upfront. I was supposed to travel to ESL January second, which that's definitely not happening for at least a week after. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more like moving my bag. There's no fucking way that in three days I'm gonna be able to like lift my luggage. So you can get help with that in the airport, though. That's embarrassing, Cinder. I'm American. That's okay? true. We do everything ourselves. No, I don't know. That's it's, not true. <laughs> it's just uh it's just one of those hassles that don't really want to deal with. Plus it does feel a little like that's in three days. I don't know. That's yeah, yeah. No, I'm not fast. I'm not trying to convince you to go, of course. I'm just saying if you I know you're gonna miss me for that problem, week. And then I appreciate it. Of course, you get your rest. Yeah. Uh so yeah. I, I looked up the symptoms obviously of an like needing your appendix removed and appendectomy. I almost had none of them. It was just pain. Oh. Like a well, lot of the symptoms good. were like nausea. Like there was a whole list of stuff. Like, you know, when you 
have some issues and you look it up online, like, oh, this could be this, it could be this, it could be this. It's like the only thing that was consistent is it started as a small pain under the belly button and it moved mm -hmm. to the right. That's it. And it got to a point where it was too much to to handle, I guess. So yeah. Yep. All right, let's move on All to right. an even more it's important. Good that you're subject. recovering. Thank you, Cinderin. So the next on the list is the I originally had this as the top part of the podcast since it was so important is you have a mattress behind you apparently yes please do you like my new background yeah it's very stylish it's not really that exciting of a story but we got a new bed and that wow. means our old mattress needs to be somewhere and currently it's in my room because it's kind of big and we're we have other stuff still lying around that we need to sell or get rid of or whatever so a little bit of crammed a little bit crammed the new bed is amazing, though. We're both very happy with it. And it was 50% off. Wow, what kind of bed? Uh, what's that called? Memory foam? In Danish, it's called a continental bed. Is that called that in English as well? No, it huh? sounds like a breakfast. Oh, uh, it's called a box spring bed in English. So it's just a regular bed. It's a box spring bed. But it's that, a nice bed. That's a regular bed. Okay. Yeah, it's a regular bed then. Okay, good job. What did you say? Memory foam? That was one of the options for the mattress, but we took latex instead because uh, we prefer that. Okay. So. I hope you guys sleep very well. It's it's great. And now I have a mattress in the background, which looks really scuffed, but it didn't look great beforehand. For once, anyway. there's an advantage to listening on audio only. You don't have to see this disgraceful background for Cinderin. Absolutely okay. awful. Let's get started with the episode, Cinderman. Uh, it's a bit of a light episode, but it could be like a New Year's type thing, which we'll go over soon. Uh, Zhao 8, we kind of talked about this before, how LGD was doing investigation. I believe that they mentioned it was like a joint investigation with Valve. Am I wrong on that, or was it just LGD? I think it was just LGD. Okay. So I think Valve already made their statement about TI, saying right. that there was nothing suspicious so or they didn't make that statement, but they sent an email to LGD. So right. I guess in that sense, I don't know if you want to call that a joint investigation. LGD basically started these rumors, and then Valve wrote to them that there was nothing suspicious at TI. That's what I. Right. That's all I know. So this, of course, is in uh, response to allegations for match fixing at TI, which obviously we don't know that much about personally because we don't know the teams, but it just from an outside perspective, seemed kind of, what's the right way? It seemed unbelievable that somebody would do that. I can't, I literally can't believe that somebody would do that in this case, especially with TI yeah. giving so much money anyway. But LGD, after thorough investigation, the coach of LGD, Zhao 8, has been found not guilty of influencing the integrity of competition. He's now unsuspended and has recovered his coaching position. Their first DPC series will go on January 3rd. So, yep. I mean, it's an internal investigation. It could mean literally nothing, but I still believe it. Like it, like I said, I, I just can't believe that somebody like Zhao Eight, even if he's theoretically match fixed before, which of course I'm not saying he has, but just saying for something like Ti that gives that much money, it just I can't think of an angle. No, you know. Same. So good to hear. Same. Yep. And it's also good to hear that they start playing on January 3rd because that's the obviously Chinese DPC is starting that hasn't yeah. been running yet at all. Um, 
and China usually makes for really good games. So I believe the coverage team for that was announced as well. Actually, the English coverage. Yeah, uh, let's was talk posted. about that. So uh, just China DPC the... run by Perfect World, and I know my boy Ricky is going to be casting. So host will be Nomad, analyst will be Black and Lizard, and the commentating team is B Cop, Neff, and R Cryptic, aka Ricky, who has played board games with me many times at my house. So happy to see oh. him get his first like official land DPC type deal. That's very exciting for him. Uh, he's going to do a great job. Basically, the, the NA Dota boys with Neff and R Cryptic specifically that have done a lot of NA games in the past and been doing China now recently. So, yep, should be good. They didn't really announce that. Like, it's only six people. So I wonder yeah. if there's more they haven't announced or if it's less coverage than other regions, maybe. I don't know. Um, I mean, obviously, the hours are pretty garbage, right? For for all of... That's, that's the thing. Well, that's the same with SEA, though. And BTS has a decently big crew for SEA, right? Um, well, when I say SEA the hours one... are garbage, obviously, like, the day schedule you're going to have if you're casting China is just totally upside down for what you usually do. Um, well, I think they're going. They're going to Europe. I know that. Right. They're covering it from Europe. I think. But um, BTS SCA is in LA, so that is real garbage hours, right? It, it was more from the perspective of perhaps they are trying to have a small, dedicated crew that is just working a lot, but then is on those off hours rather than having a big crew of people swap in and out, um, or bigger crew. Not that. Yeah, I don't know. Like you said, it's. It's relatively small compared to the other ones. Who is running the Chinese DPC from Europe as an org? Yeah, that I don't know the answer to because the only thing that's been announced yeah. is Perfect World. So yeah. I, I think it's just them. Mm -hmm. um, and if they're using somebody else, they have not announced it yet. So Yeah, that's true. Maybe they're going to bring in guests or they're going to have other people that aren't announced. That's, that's very true. Right. If it's only all six of them covering all of China, that is a lot of work. So, no doubt about it. And if there's multiple games at once, they can't do that either. But I don't think there is in the DPC, right? So, well, Chinese games, like <clears throat> they're all crammed in as well because they're three weeks behind, right? So, right. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. All right. Next thing on the list, and this will show you how light this episode is. There was a Reddit thread, Sindarin. A Reddit thread. Can you believe it? About a potentially new item that upgrades from a falcon blade, and it's called... So this was in the files for Aghanim's Labyrinth, I believe, so take it with a grain of salt, but it could... I mean, we've seen stuff like this get leaked by accident that actually ends up being real. Arch... Is it Archmage or Arch? Arch, right? With a K? Archmage. Archmage's Naginata. And it takes a what falcon... Is that? is that a type of Japanese sword? I don't know. Takes a falcon blade, oblivion oh, yeah. staff, and a recipe, which according to this cost one gold. So obviously a lot of this will be up in the air. It'll give 200 HP, 2.05 mana regen, 27 attack speed, 12 int, and 30 attack speed. And then it has a passive effect, which is very interesting. And I'm going to talk about it right now. We're going to ask each other if we think that this would actually fit in Dota. Because there hasn't been anything mm. quite like this. So the effect passive is upon attack land has an 18% chance to advance owner's spell cooldowns, 
by 2% of their respective current values. So every time you attack, you have an 18% chance to proc this, which reduces all spells that are currently on cooldown by 2% of what's left, okay? Which isn't very much, but certain heroes, you could see it maybe having some synergy. So hmm. like the first hero, I was going through the comments as well, but the first hero I thought of was Void because Chrono has such a ridiculously long cooldown. He's a right clicker. He even has that talent within Chronosphere. You're attacking really fast. So you're going to be proccing this a decent amount. It works like in the jungle, obviously. It doesn't have to be hitting a hero or anything. Right. And again, it's current cooldown percentage. So mm -hmm. it's not going to be like 2% of the max every time. So it'll shave off a few, you know, maybe 20, 30 seconds if you're... I mean, that's just a random guess off of Chrono, which could be a huge buff theoretically. But I think it also has to be something that makes sense to buy... Not just for that, but Falcon Blade, which is a good item. Mm -hmm. But is this good enough to buy on these heroes? I don't know. It's an interesting one. What do you think? Uh, it's one of those things where it's like almost impossible for me based on just the values to say if this is good. You just need to try it and feel it in the game and be like, wow, I got my chrono like 20 seconds earlier in the end. It's like you can read these numbers, but it's kind of hard to conceptualize because it's relative to how much cooldown is left, right? If it said like reduce spell cooldowns by 1% of the maximum, for example, every time you proc, then you could mm. easier understand how much it ends up being. But this is like kind of hard to process. I don't really like this as an idea, I'll be honest, but I'm also a boomer, and I don't yeah. like a lot of ideas in Dota, including quite a few things that got implemented. So yep. uh, based on a lot of other stuff that got put in the game in the last few years, this wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I, I don't... I think this is hard to like balance and hard to make interesting to be honest. Mm. Like it just feels it feels shoehorned in if you know what I mean. It's like let's get this mechanic in, but why? Right? It's like what is the last thing left in Dota that we don't currently have? <laughs> like well, you're trying it, to force it in through I that. I think that there is a yeah. challenge to come up with new stuff. But, I think that should not of be course, underestimated. Of course. I understand I, that. It's an interesting... You're right that it looks... It feels a little forced, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Um, like Sven ult... Like all these like right-click carries for the most part that have really long ult cooldowns that when... like Even meta, even though it's not an ult. Uh, right. When they're down, you're, you feel useless a lot of the time. I know they've tried to remedy that to some degree, obviously with TB having like a shard that nobody ever buys anyway. Um, mm. And... The cooldown for Chrono has just been ridiculously long. They had Ags way back when that reduced the cooldown. Got rid of that. So it's kind of like this happy medium of, hey, it's an item that could be useful for you early game in terms of like the mana regen. Um, this item but, would actually be insane on Terrorblader, right? Because it also even gives you more uptime on Conjure Image, so you just get more illusions. Even if it's not a lot, it adds up over the course of an entire game. I think Terrorblade would true. buy this first item as an okay. example. Because it's a farming item on that hero. It, I do so. agree with you that it would be hard to balance. But I, I don't like... Like, for me, I don't like the idea of a hero like Void where... I'm not saying he's useless without Chrono because obviously he has, like, shards so you can get... Like, he's a little bit more mobile than he used to be. But heroes that have such an emphasis on one skill that are mm -hmm. also your carry. And if you use it and you blew it, you're fucked. I don't like that that's down for, like, three minutes sometimes. You know what I mean? And this could be like this isn't gonna like cut it by fifty percent or anything crazy. 
right? Right. Like it'll just tick off a few seconds here or there to make it a little bit easier to manage. So, there's so you're saying design-wise, you don't like Void's ult because how long cooldown it is and how strong it is when it's up. Well, it, it's, I wouldn't put it that simply because if you lowered the cooldown, it would be too powerful. Like the ability right. itself is so ridiculously good. Would you right? rather it have it cooldown. have two thirds of the cooldown and two thirds of the effect, for example? Do you think that would so, make yeah. the spell better or worse for the Void player? I think it would make it better. I think I'm it would make sure. it better for Void because you like you already get combos with like Sunstorm or Cataclysm and all this bullshit. Those are on much lower cooldown than Chrono. So you just set up more right. often, right? Even if it's less duration. I think it You'd be able to set more better. often, but you wouldn't have perhaps this like key moment where you get, you know, having a really big ult like Chrono or Black Hole at full effect, even if it's a minute later, can just decide a game, right? Mm-hmm. If you make the spell shorter cooldown and smaller duration, I don't think that's objectively just guaranteed to be better, but it's better in some situations, of course. Um, but yeah. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Like, when you're playing these heroes, you feel like you have quite a lot of downtime, but I also feel like that's... I mean, I'm I not gonna, personally don't think that's bad design. I'm not like going to say that it's a cru- like it's a big problem in Dota. I'm, I'm not, I don't think that mm-hmm. at all. I'm just saying as a personal thing, when I'm playing these here, that's how I feel. Right. And I don't know if other people feel the same. Well, then you just need to buy uh, Naginata on every hero. That's right. Or buy more of them. It doesn't say it's unique, right? I mean, you could, if you're going to go down this road. Oh, for six of these. <laughs> well, are there any heroes that are buying Octarine? So this is interesting. No, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be good on PL. Like, are there heroes that are, like, carries that are buying Octarine that they shouldn't be buying, but they have to because it just makes sense? Uh, I don't think anyone would replace it with this and it would be worth it. Because the flat 25% is just way better than this. No, I understand that. I'm just talking about in theory, right? You you don't, in theory, again, I know there's Mm -hmm. a bunch of like, you know, I don't want to make it seem like everything's black and white, but in theory, you don't really want position ones to buy Octarine as a right-click carry. It's weird. Like, that's not really what the intent of the item is. Whereas something like this is like, it gives you right clickiness that makes sense on a carry anyway, and it gives you some of the benefit of Octarine. That's the way I'm looking at it. That's why I don't. I was thinking dislike. about what carry types or physical damage heroes by Octarine. The only one that really came to mind was, for me was Ember. Mm. And on Ember, this is actually an interesting item because it should proc off Slight of Fist, right? Because that's yeah. an attack. So I was thinking of the heroes that Ember. end up procking stuff like that, like Pango, if you use your ult. And you have the two-second shield crash talent with Ags or something, and your swashbuckle's going literally four times each jump. That count as an attack. It should. Well, it's it not procs- just four times. Each each swashbuckle is is it three or four procs of your. I don't base. know if that counts as an attack. I think it counts as an attack. Because swashbuckle doesn't use your attack damage. But it uses. Light it, does. So I could be wrong, but I think if it procs items, it's considered like it's not your attack value. You know what I mean. But uh-huh. it, I would think that it would proc something like know. this. Could okay. be wrong, though. If this works like an orb effect, it would work, right? That's yeah. basically it. So mm-hmm. there's some cool, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I, I agree with you that it's pretty hard to theory craft this, but it sounds interesting. Do you like it? I have talked myself into kind of liking it. If mm. five is neutral, I'm a six. Okay. And you're a two, I think. Uh, I don't know. Three or four. I'm not like hating it, absolutely, but... 
I like the idea yeah. of just giving your carries more agency in the items that they buy. I also think that even though Falcon Blade is considered like really good in and of itself, obviously it can be nerfed. But mm-hmm. I personally, I know you disagree with me on this. I don't like items that you can't ever upgrade in anything. I feel like yeah, whenever they put whenever they put items like this in, they end up making an upgrade for it because they didn't know how they wanted to go about doing mm-hmm. that. And I feel like this is the same thing that they're going to end up doing. I, I think if you, I don't know what to compare this to, but let's say, <clears throat> let's let's compare it to an RTS, right? In in most RTS games, to if you boil it down to its essence, you have the choice of going for tech or going for fighting, right? If you build up for tech, you're weaker for a while, and then the payoff comes later. And if you get immediate value, then you're strong in that moment, but you fall off later, right? I think that's good design. And that's why I like items like Bracer, Wraith Band, Null Talisman, uh, Falcon Blade by concept, because you are getting an item that is incredible value for when you buy it, but you know that it's on a timer. So you're making the choice of quote-unquote playing Rush, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, versus playing tech or whatever. Now, Falcon Blade's been buffed so much that it's kind of at a point now where it almost helps with teching in a way because the values are just so good that it increases farming speed, it increases your sustainability, etc. in the jungle. So the downside maybe isn't significant enough. But I think if you even make this item upgradable, it's like so it's I think- not necessarily terrible to do that but i think there's something good to be said about having unupgradable small items where you make that choice of i won't bang for my buck right now and eventually i'm going to have to sell it and then it will cost for me, me right? the small items that are unupgradable would end at like bracer and which ones are there even that's it those three there's three items then and doesn't dagon mm-hmm. use null talisman things use null talisman Anyway, it the, used to. I think the I can't fucking remember. I haven't bought Dagon in literally ten years. But um, place I disagree with you on the RTS comparison is you're you're making an example of RTS where you're giving up something by doing something mm-hmm. else, right? Where right. this you're getting that value in Dota. A lot of times, like these carries that are buying these items anyway, are going to get six slotted or like they get way more items than they used to, way more gold accumulation, and mm-hmm. they just sell the item. So if they're going right. to do that anyway, you might as well just make it upgradable. You know, that's the way I look at it. That's not really the same thing, right? You're, if they have to sell it, that means 50% of the value is lost. Yeah, but so, over the course of that amount of time, you've more than made up that money. So it makes sense to do so. Whereas if you're going to have that be a normal thing anyway, which it very much is, mm-hmm. just to have it upgradable. That's the way that I would want it, personally. How good do you think Brace or Wraithband or Null Talisman should be if they couldn't be sold? What do you mean if they couldn't be sold? Like you're making the argument that people are selling this anyway, so you might as well make it upgradable because the value, like the oh. value trade-off in your opinion is too good because people sell it anyway, right? I think the threshold... You're, you're saying it it's becomes... too good, so it's not really a build-up item because it pays off way too high. No, like so bra- let's say you couldn't I... sell these items. This is a thought experiment. How good do you think okay. they need it to be? I have no idea. I said I'm fine with Bracer. Like, if they're super mm-hmm. cheap, which they are, then it's fine. For, like, again, this is just my personal opinion. I'm not saying this is correct for the game by any means. But right. Falcon Blade's like, what is it? 20, what is it? 2,500, something like that? 1125. Falcon okay. Blade is. 
Oh, I'm looking at the Nagana, Nagana, uh, Nagana blade, Naganita, whatever that gets called. Um, that's actually too good for that price anyway, so it needs to be nerfed regardless. But mm. like Oblivion Staff, like if that was 1,500 gold, which it is, it's obviously not that good by itself, and it needs to be upgraded. Right. But I would rather Falcon Blade be worse than it is now and be upgradable. Okay. But it's again. We're just I mean, that's fine by me. If you make the item significantly worse and it's an upgrade item, then it's a different story, right? Because that's like we have tons of items like that that are just really bad for what they cost, but then they build into something great, and that's the opportunity cost, then, right? It's like any of the plus twenty-five stat items are terrible value, but they build into really good items. Ultimate orb is still garbage for what it costs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, you know, that's fine. Okay. So we'll see if that comes into the game at any point. Next, Cindern, is the SAP segment. Things have changed. So as always, we're partnered with SAP. They're an enterprise software company that's bringing their expertise via analytics in esports. I finally got a question correct after, is it 11, 12 weeks? (laughs) It's... It's a long time. It was less than half a percentage, and you are still going strong on having zero correct. I'm just figuring out. I'm playing a game of hearts. Sure. So I will allow you to go first, Cinderin, this time. So I ask you a question. Yes. Or you ask me. You ask me. And I'm just going to remind myself that if I get it correct, and I'm very happy that I need to play it down because it physically will hurt me to be happy right now. Okay, so go ahead. All right. So I ask you my question. Yes. Very good. What hero has the highest ancients per minute killed in a pro match? Is it A, Broodmother, B, Terrorblade, C, Medusa, or D, Antimage? The most ancients, say it again. Most ancients killed per minute of gameplay. Per minute. Ancients per minute. So this would need to be... All right, what are the choices? Medusa, AM. Terrorblade, Medusa, or AM. Brood, huh? Okay. So common... A normal person would say Medusa. And I feel like you're putting it in there as a, a red herring, but then it could be a reverse red herring because you know I already got one right, so I won't take risks. I think Medusa yeah. is the biggest you're risk. You're this now. AM <clears throat> makes sense. I don't think Terrible can do it as fast. Brood is... They're all, they're all good. I'm going to go with the very obvious answer, hoping that I was correct in my theory crafting that it is, in fact, Medusa. You are wrong, okay. but it's the second highest, so it was a good other guess. Do you want to do a second guess? You don't get points, but Brood. now that you've eliminated your theory craft here. Brood. Yes, that is correct. Wow. And actually by quite a lot. Can you guess who played it? Who played Brood? Yeah, it's a European player. Koikva. Yes, correct. You're kidding. Wow. Koikva Brood. 
The How highest many? ancients per minute ever, sitting at. Let me find it again. Uh, 3.65. Now, the per second minute. highest is Medusa with 3.25. Uh. And that was by. Uh, okay. I'm actually not sure how that who that was by. I'm sure it doesn't matter. All that matters is that I got this wrong. That's true. Yeah, you're right. So Let's you not spend have a more chance. You suck again, but you you're still better than me. To so. tie. All right, Cinderin's chance to tie everybody. Let's go, baby. I got this one. It's an Aghanim scepter question. What a shocker! Which let me open this up in my little tab here. Which Aghanim scepter from the latest patch? Latest patch meaning. I believe it includes all the versions. Has the highest win percentage when purchased. Okay? So they have to purchase yep. it, and it's the highest mm -hmm. win percentage. Okay. Is it Razor, Slardar, Meepo, or Axe? When purchased. Is there a sample size? Does it need to be over a set amount of games or just any? Any. Any. X, Meepo, Razor, or who was the last one? Razor, Slardar, Meepo, Axe. So one of those has the highest Axe win rate. Yes. You can do this. There was a time, there was a time when Meepos would buy this. <clears throat> they don't anymore. And back then, it was bought in so many games that I don't think the win rate would be very good. Access is not bought very frequently, so it might be bought when you're owning, and then your win rate is going to be high because it's not that good. The old Ags also wasn't that good. Razor or Slardar. All right, I'm going to go with my god, Shannon. It's Axe. Congratulations, Cinderin. It's wrong. You are incorrect again. Yes, I that knew is, it. That is a good effort, though. Uh, the correct answer... My second guess is Slardar. Is Slardar. Fuck. So, so we both had it on our second guess. So Meepo with... <sighs> I mean... They bought it 97 times only, 67.01% win rate. Axe bought hard. it 113 times, 67.26% win rate. Razor, 952 purchases, 70.38 percentage Holy win shit, rate. that's a high win rate for that Slardar, many purchases. Slardar, wow. 666 purchases, 72.07% win rate. That is pretty crazy. Like, even yeah. if you buy that item when you're ahead, you win three out of four games. Yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. That's a very high win rate on any item. Good job, Cinder. All right. You're keeping it strong. I appreciate it. I tried, that. but we're, st we're still doing it. So, good. Cinderin will be going the entire year of 2021 with getting zero correct answers. Yes. I got the Queen of Diamonds and all of the hearts. Sure. Whatever makes you I'm feel the better. best. Uh, okay, on to the community question. Let me open this up real quick. So if you guys remember, last week we asked you a question and you gave us potential answers. What is the hero hit percentage? Wait, yeah, that's the one, right? 
the hero hit percentage on Pudge's hook in ticketed games. There was 37%, 47%, 57%, and 67%. The correct answer, which Cinderin guessed, Yay! 40, 47%. So B was the correct answer. And we can give you That's some right. some stats to go with. So this is out of 2,255 games. Hooks thrown, 67,000-ish. That's about 30 hooks per game. Hooks hit, about 31,200. Hooks hit on other units is about 9% of the time, so 6,000. And hooks missed, 44% of the time, which is over 29,000 times. Uh, <laughs> you could, with every hooked miss for every second in the footage of a video here, you can make a compilation of fails that would last eight and a half hours from ticketed games, which I would actually enjoy watching quite a bit. Um, and in two games ever, a pudge did not hit any units. Two times. And this is in ticketed games. Ticketed Or is games. it an old game? Ticketed huh? games. It's in ticketed games. Yes. Oh so another Imagine. cool little stat. When Rubik steals hook, have you looked at this yet, Cinderin? Uh, no, not the Rubik thing. Would you say that Rubik with hook is a lower, higher, or same percentage? Hook percentage. I mean, it really should be higher because it's better. Mm. But a lot of Rubik's that steal hook probably don't know how to use it very well. But it's in pro games. It should be higher. It's higher. It's the same as Pudge, 47%. What? Pretty funny. That is actually really funny. All right, so that leads us to the community question for next week. What is the number for the most... This is from Zet Subo. The number for the most divine rapiers purchased in a pro game. Holy shit. So these are your choices, A, B, C, or D. So A, less than 13. <laughs> B, 14 to 15. C, 15 to 16. And D, 17 or more. This is from May 2012, which was 6.87 until today. So if you guys want to try to give an answer in our YouTube comments, make sure to type hashtag SAP Esports and type in the letter for which one you think is correct. And we can I think I know which that. game this was. But we get to guess because we don't know. So go ahead. Yeah, I'm not going to say what game it is because then that spoils it too much for the community if I'm right. I'll say it next time, which game I thought it was. Okay. Whatever, that doesn't matter that it's a spoiler. People are playing for fun, right? Guys, if you get the, guess this right, you get $1,000. <laughs> okay. Um, ooh, ooh, careful there, young man. I think, I think this would be, coincidentally, also the longest game ever because that game did have heroes that are good rapier carriers. We, and we talked about this that, game. Yep. It was so cast by OD Pixel. It was his breakthrough game. He right. cast it with Purge, I think. Hmm. And it was scary phases against Cloud9. And Cloud9 had Envy, Misery, I think, and a couple of other players. I don't remember the full roster. My pilot eye. Couple more. That game was like three. Was it? How long was it? Was it almost three hours? I thought was it was it more six hours. Am I crazy? No, 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 no. It's not that long. I think it was like three hours or something. That game had Sniper on one side. I remember that. And 
I, th I don't remember what the attacking team had as carry, but there were probably a lot of rapiers in that. It's either that game or there was also a really long game. I love how you take 10 minutes to try to guess what game anyway, it was, and that's not even part of the question. I know, but it's interesting. It's funny. It's a, it's a moment in history, Shannon. Your face is a moment in history. That is true. It's one of the best taking. moments in history, actually. All right, I'm going to say C, 15 to 16. Okay, I will say B, 14 to 15. Okay. Let us know in the comments. And as always, if you click the link in the description, Curious it which helps game us is. with the SAP segment. Thank you so much. Okay, so now I thought we would kind of head off into a different mode where we talk about our New Year's resolutions from last year, hmm. update you on whether we were successful in resoluting them resolving resolving that's right i knew that uh, just it's because i have three holes in my stomach i can't think very properly right it makes and sense. then we will give new resolutions and we'll do the same for our predictions from last year make new predictions etc etc so last year i, I listened to the episode Cinderin, mm -hmm. and your resolution was to go to the gym did you do that not really there was covid there was covid last year COVID started in 2019, Shannon. It's been a long time. I know. I'm just saying. We were aware yeah. of COVID during these resolutions. Right. There were, there were, I want to say, I, I don't know if you can actually go to the gym now, but it was definitely available. So it's not, it's not, doesn't take all of the blame, but it takes so part of the blame. And it's good to blame something. So I didn't resolve anything. Yeah. The scapegoat is true. Now, do you truly think that if COVID was not a thing right now, this last year, that you would have worked out. I think if COVID had never happened, I would have gone to the gym in the last year. Yeah, well, I think so. What do you mean by gone? You mean one time? Like, are you talking consistently? I would have gone inside and said hello to the. All right. So now Just, we know, you know that Cinderin's resolutions don't mean anything because he did not stay true. No, I I think I genuinely think I would have gone to the gym if COVID wasn't a thing. Okay. I do. Regularly. Right. At least for a while. I don't know. More than once. Okay. Okay. More than once. My resolution, which is the same thing every year, is to lose weight. I failed and have gotten somehow even fatter than the year prior. So bravo to me. Uh, my other one that I actually uh, spent more time talking about during last year's episode was casting at a land with the great Cinderin. And guess what, We Cinderin? did it. We did it several times, actually. We did it at WePlay, the Animager. We did it at, wait, did we do it at ESL? Were you at the, the, one of those? Yeah, yeah, we definitely did. Yeah, 100%. yeah, one ESL. And then TI-10, lower bracket finals. Good shit. Good job, yes. Sindarin. We Good job. We resoluted correctly. We resolved okay. one. We resolved one. So do you have any 2022 resolutions that you'd like to bring to the table? I do. And I am going to start on it after the first dpc event or well after is it go to the ESL. gym no but it is lose weight but it will probably be without going to the gym at least for now okay how much weight are we uh, talking here maybe five kilos if i can that'll be what's nice a, what's a kilo uh two round two pounds a bit more 2.2 2. so you or, need to lose like 12 2. pounds yeah something like that 
You look maybe ten pounds would be fine as well. Actually, I don't need the tall one, but I would like to. All right, is that it? Uh, that's probably my only like main resolution. Man, you are boring. Aside from that, uh, find more purpose, but that's a very broad one. That that's a good one though. I I can I can appreciate that one at least. Uh, okay, I have two resolutions. One is work-related, one is not. Uh, first work-related one is my resolution for this year is to successfully launch our mod that we've been working on, codenamed Project Horse. It will be the auto-battler between me, Jenkins, and the great Joel Larson. I have no idea at what point it will come out, but this next year is the hope. Uh, so hopefully that goes well. And then the second thing is I want to go on an actual vacation. Oh. I've talked about this before. I have legit not been on a vacation since I started doing esports, which is now going on 11 years. Because, the and again, I'm not complaining about my lifestyle or anything like that, as you know, Sinern, because I'm very easy to please with this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. but it is seven days a week. It never feels like I'm taking a day off because I'm always checking social media, always worried about what's up next on my plate, both figuratively mm-hmm. and literally, since I'm a fat pig, but also from work-related stuff. So no laughing, by the way. Uh, you don't get laugh. to laugh. I can laugh. Yeah, true. So I want to take an actual legit vacation, and I want to go to Cyprus. I want to do like... A thing That's where almost I go, next to Denmark. You can come visit. No, I, I want to go to a few places in Europe, but the one place I know for sure I want to go is Cyprus because I lived there for six months and it's just been forever. And I just want to, I don't know if relax is the right word. I feel like I'm a very chill person in general. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I view myself. But I just like to, you know, step back and just enjoy for once, you know? Right. So, I don't know. You've if earned it. I don't know if that's before TI, if I'm even invited to TI, but that's the plan. And all right, I have a couple friends I've been talking to. One of them is not you, but you're welcome to join us, of course, you and Susie. But one of them has literally never left the country, so this is like part of the oh wow part of the thing where I'm like, well, he's been to Canada technically. That doesn't really count. Okay, but. Like, dude, you need to leave the fucking country. Don't be a typical American. And never come back. Yeah. yeah, never come back, but that's another story entirely. So that's that's the resolution. We'll see how it goes. All right. Wouldn't that's mind a going good to resolution. Greece. Uh, I definitely, even though it's very touristy, uh, I I need to see Rome. I need to see, like, the ancient ruins, like the Colosseum and all that shit. I just have to see that. Like, I'm not usually into, like, the pyramids are cool and all i've heard terrible things about like the tourist stuff in egypt but Mm. rome is the one like cliche tourist spot that i i have to see myself so Mm -hmm. so yeah all right predictions that's uh it's nice to have a resolution to do something for yourself that seems feasible to complete very selfish i need to do it for myself okay predictions from last year so we talked about covid and when we thought things would be back to normal-ish. My prediction was April. Your mm-hmm. prediction was June. Were either of us correct? I don't remember when it was normal-ish last year. 
Or this year, sorry. So I, I'll year. say that for, again, this is different geographics, so I can't right. speak for your side, but from my side, I was pretty confident because of the vaccines that the mm -hmm. U.S., regardless of whether they should or not, would open up by April, and they did. Arenas, arenas opened up. Even if it was half capacity, I would consider that normal-ish. And then That's within true. like a month or two, it was full capacity again. Now, things have kind of spiraled again for the holidays, mm -hmm. but I'm going to put this in the win column for myself, Sindarin. All right. I have no idea if I was right about June in Denmark. I genuinely Great. can't remember when I had a life anymore. Um, Great. Thank you for... Thank you. Uh, what was I going to say? Are we going to predict that again? now uh well let's finish the predictions from last sure. year and then we okay. can right. decide whether we want to do you, do you have the highest number ever in the u.s right now you mean amount of cases cases per day new oh, cases I have, I have no idea all right we're, we're destroying our records in denmark by the day so it's wonderful 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 absolutely annihilating so, our records we also have I'm, really high testing rates but we always did so Another prediction we made was whether there will be a TI this last year. Yep. Uh, we both said yes. We both said it would be in August, which it was going to be. Uh, but, yep. and I'm forgetting who actually said what here, but I, I think I was the one under the impression that the battle pass would carry over to future mm -hmm. years, a.k.a. we would have had, I would have thought that we would have had a battle pass before TI-10 that would count towards TI-11. But obviously that didn't happen. And I thought it was actually going to be in Seattle, which it wasn't. It was going to be in Sweden. And yep. obviously that was not even correct either, since it was in Romania. So we got that one partially correct. There was a TI, no crowd, different country, battle pass totally yep. different. We'll get 25% points. Okay. okay One-fourth for that. Uh, any predictions you want to make for this coming year? Anything. It could be COVID-related. You don't have to... Did you not want to finish the rest of our predictions? No, we're going in we order. Had, we here. had more. What do you mean? We had team of the year. Yeah, we're doing that after. Get with the program. Oh, so now you want to make predictions? No, predictions are based on like the predictions that we made before. I see. Okay, you do this one. Is, okay. This is very complicated yeah, yeah, yeah. for Cinderin. I know. It is really hard. I don't understand. A uh, COVID prediction or TI prediction. I think there will be a TI this year. Do you want to do a prediction on which continent it's in? Okay. What's your guess? I think there will be a crowd, 100%. Mm -hmm. And, ooh, that's a tough one. It's either Europe or it's Southeast Asia. Those are really the two. I, I actually think that there's almost a 0% chance that it's anywhere else. Uh, like, Europe huh? includes Russia, technically, right? Like the CIS region. Sure. Yeah. So like Africa, not happening. Antarctica, would love to, not going to happen. North America, I would say, is the least I like your process likely. of elimination thinking. This is something I could see in myself. Just quickly get rid of Antarctica just in case. South America, um, nope. Australia would be cool with New Zealand and all as well, but nope. So that leaves, if the count is correct, Asia. Did I miss anything? Asia and Europe. Not I, if you don't think any of the say, Americas would have it either. Did I say Africa? Africa obviously will not you be did. in you contention. Did. So, SCA essentially, it's not going to be in China either, but obviously that's Asia. So, okay. SCA. Was that too easy? Do you want to narrow it down to country? Yeah, we should do country. Okay. 
You go first. Um, see, the tricky thing here is I th- I think I know where they would want it in. I think in I Asia, know where it's gonna be. Oh, but. I know where they would want it, but I think they will have really tight restrictions. So it very much depends on what happens with COVID in the next like eight months. But I'm gonna say Singapore. Okay. I do think that will be possible it's in a August. Good guess. I think the one negative, and I'm not saying a negative as what's the right way to put this? A negative from Valve's perspective, maybe, is Singapore is very hardcore with anything related to getting people right. in the country, right? So that's gonna make yes. it more difficult. But it is a good guess. I think if they were going to do SCA, it would be, if they were doing it, it would be like a more lax country, like Malaysia? the Philippines, perhaps. Philippines, okay. But I don't think it's going to be there at all. I think it's going to be in Europe, and I think it's just going to be in Sweden. I think they're just going to go back to their original plan. Sweden? They probably have all this stuff that they've done that you can just reuse. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm going to say Sweden. You, is there a part of you that feels like Valve will be too proud because Stockholm let them down. I think yes, but then they'll realize there's not that many places that they would want to hold it to begin with. Or like, in Copenhagen, okay. dude. It'll be sick. I mean, I'd be fine with that. Esports is really big in Denmark. We love Counter-Strike and League of Legends, and four of us play Dota. So your actual guess is Singapore then, yes? Uh, dude, it's hard, actually. Of course it is. Because I also kind of think Europe is... I think... I agree. It's Europe or SCA. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with Singapore, I guess. We'll see. But like you said, the, the restrictions are the tricky part. Because I think in SCA, just off gut feeling, I think Singapore would be an awesome place to have it. Mm. But perhaps it is too difficult with travel restrictions. With or without COVID, I don't know how easy it is to get it into Singapore. Uh, if COVID never happened, like how hard it is to get visas for everyone to go there. But... Yep. Not sure. That'd be cool. Now, the best place, the place that I would want to go for a TI, I don't think it's ever happened. Copenhagen. I know that one person listening would absolutely love this idea is New Zealand. That would be epic as Oh, fuck. that's Gabe Newell. I know exactly. he listens to the podcast. Yeah, yes. he wants to go. Gabe listens. That would be cool. But for sure. I will go with, I hope, it, no offense to, oh man, I'm going to offend a lot of people here. No offense to Germany. I would find it pretty boring as fuck to be in Germany, though. <laughs> For TI. And the only reason I say that is because there are so many tournaments. It feels like half the tournaments are in Germany. Like Sweden is at least, right. like from a Dota perspective, a little different. There's been like 20 tournaments in Germany. Let's let's right. switch it up a bit here, okay? Uh, I think one of the downsides to New Zealand is that it's so separated from everything. Like it's, it's long travel for literally everyone, and that adds potential extra complications. I don't know. Again, COVID protocol, I think New Zealand is pretty tight yeah. as well. So it might be as hard as Singapore, to be honest. I mean, it's a wish list. But, I'm not saying it's right. yeah. feasible. Uh, all right. So team of the year. So from 2021, we gave predictions on what we thought the team of the year would be. And keep in mind, team of the year is kind of a subjective thing. Well, obviously, right. but... More so, it doesn't mean who wins TI, but maybe who just had the best overall season. But maybe it does mean who wins TI. Depends on right. who's rating it. Your team was Elephant. How was yeah. that? How did that go? Uh, I went for, uh, I was playing Hearts. And Even back then. Elephant. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, it says team of the year. It doesn't say best team of the year. It could be most disappointing team of the year. Okay, I think we'll Elephant sh- is actually up there. 
for will, most disappointing team. We will year. change it to best team of the year. Thank you. Okay. All right. Yours was Elephant. Yeah. Which was I was obviously super wrong. Very. Um, I mean, I can were, see where you're going. Though. They were definitely. They have a high, high ceiling. Right. right. The expectations for Elephant were really high, and I thought they were going to deliver, and they just didn't. It was an all-star team from China, and they got to TI, but then they bombed out. Um, didn't play well, except maybe uh, Somnus. I think played really, really well that tournament, but yeah, yeah, it was just it was not a good look, unfortunately for them. You were closer, if not even right. I I was actually this. looking at this and saying, you know, I you could say that I was right, maybe. Team of the year, I said Close. EG. They got second at two majors yeah. and then bombed out of TI. I would say that they were, I think, inarguably the most consistent team up until, until TI. TI. Yeah. So I don't think they can be considered team of the year, obviously. Uh, I do think, again, based on your perspective, they could be team of the year still because they made some weird fucking changes for no reason. So weirdest changes for a team of the year... Award goes to the new EG that changed their lineup for no reason at all, uh, which isn't working out so far, but who knows what'll happen. Okay, so who do you think will be the 20, and obviously the, the team of the year, I mean, have to go with, I would say LGD, actually, and not Team yeah, Spirit. Yeah, I agree. I but agree. I would be okay with people thinking as Team Spirit as well. But like, they're like super surprise factor. They grinded from a bunch of tournaments. They played in a bunch of tournaments, all high end. So it's not like they came out of nowhere necessarily. But LGD was the most consistent yeah. year round. They were. They just were the team of the year, and that's what made uh, Spirit's victory at TI so amazing. Was that they beat the boss, right? Like LGD were just. They were the favorites. They've been looking the best for a long time. They're just. Yeah, they were the team of the year. I agree a hundred percent. And then Spirit was like the. The story of the year, I guess. It, it's kind of bound to happen at TI, but honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know if you would agree with this, but let's imagine LGD won TI and Spirit got like 10th or something. Would it be a bigger story of the year that LGD wins TI or if Spirit had won a major? Do you know what I mean? Right. So I, like, I, I think it would have been a bigger story if Spirit had won a major than LGD winning TI, which goes to show how big of a story it is that Spirit won TI. So mm -hmm. it was it was quite something. So what do you think? Yeah, who do you think LGD. is going to be the team of the year for 2022? LGD, again, I think. So we'll see. A lot of things can change now, obviously. See, this is the thing. I don't want to cop but out and they copy really won you, me over last but year. I think that they have learned from the, whatever mistakes they made at TI. I actually think they're going to come back stronger, and I think they're going to crush even harder. But I kind of want to go something different, though, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was hoping you were going to pick somebody else, but as usual, going with your robot ways, you went with LGD anyway. My robot ways last year were Elephant. What was robot about that? So is there a problem with us agreeing to Team of the Year? No. Then we can both be wrong together. Okay. That sounds good. That sounds... Best Team of the Year. All right. So LGD. PSG LGD. Well, actually, they might change sponsorship. Mm -hmm. You never know. The Team Xiaowei yeah. is coaching. Wait, that could change as well. You guys know what team we're talking about. Okay. So... Hero of the year, Cinderin. This is the last category. Mm -hmm. You made a prediction the hero of the year would be Wisp. I would say that was not true, which was actually a little bit surprising, as it usually is. It was up there. And mine was a complete YOLO pick of Troll Warlord for some fucking reason. And I actually listened. 
picked troll. Don't make me laugh. Okay. Like, what are the fucking odds, man? I picked it because I was having a lot of fun in pubs, and the ags had just come out with the whirling so axes. It, it, oh, that one's actually decent. Right. It's good in theory, and it's very fun, and people tried it mid and just didn't work out. And it, yeah, this this prediction looks like absolute shit now, I will agree, okay? So Troll was even more <laughs> wrong than you. That's the single worst prediction we've made. It's it's pretty bad. So What was Hero of the Year, then, if it wasn't Io? So, so again, you could argue this left, right, and center. I think the Hero mm-hmm. of the Year is... It could be a couple of things. It could be the hero that pops up the most in like all the major tournaments, or it could be the most prominent hero at TI, which I'm leaning towards, which was okay. Magnus. To me, that's I know is that the I know of the year though. I know what you're gonna say, and I again, this is just all about criteria, right? For me, this was the hero of the year. Still, he was also picked in quite a lot of other. Picked. I mean, that's fair. He was popular for most of the year, right? For different reasons. At TI, it was for different reasons than the previous majors, but he was a relatively popular pick all all year. With Empower. Um, yeah, he's he's up there. I, okay. I guess... I would still put Io in the top three, at least. It's just been genuinely contested okay, most of the year. There, Again. Like Tiny or something? Tiny is definitely up there as well. He was played support early in the year. He popped off at TI as a core. He was played mid. Something. Yeah. I, th- know, I think those three are pretty fair to say. Can I say the biggest comeback hero of the year? was spirit breaker he went from the depths of god knows where the bowels of the sewers of gaben's house himself Mm -hmm. and now he's played now he's played mid he was still not picked at ti though still it's a comeback hero for reasons he would be picked if ti was now i'm sure 100 sure i mean technically we're still in this year so yeah that's right hero of the year for 2022 so again we can do some YOLO stuff if we want, because we know that there's right. going to be a big patch at some point. I think it's going to be after the first major. It could be any day now as well. Who knows? Right. So is there a hero that you think is maybe going to make a huge... You could go with a boring answer, of course, but... Do, is do there they, a hero that... Are they ever going to change Wisp so it's not Wisp? You're going to go with Wisp again? Yeah, I'll say I will. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Statistically speaking, Shannon, looking across the last many years, IO seems to always be very relevant in Protoda. Always finds a way. Mm. If it's gone, it's gone for a month, and then it's back. So I'll say right. IO again. Should I go for another YOLO pick? Because they, they're more fun than boring answers. Of course, but I'm boring, so... Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. I think a com- Okay, I'm going to do two. One that I think is going to be my YOLO pick, and the other one I think is going to be a comeback hero similar to Spirit Breaker. Okay. So maybe this one I'll give a comeback hero too after you. Okay, so my comeback hero is going to be Brewmaster. All right. I'm picking only strength by the way cuz I don't give a shit about the other two attributes. So okay. Brewmaster is my comeback hero of the year. He's had a lot of time away from Dota. Now he's got this, you know, he's had this ags for a while. He's annoying as fuck. And I think we're going to see a lot more of him. And then the hero of the year, okay, I'm going to make this a tradition. And pick a carry. Okay. Melee strength carry. <laughs> Wait, who did I pick last time? I actually forgot already. It was troll. Troll. He's basically the melee, melee strength carry troll. So I'm going to go with Life Stealer. We'll come back, Cinderin. No, that was Hero of the Year. Yes. 
And the comeback was Brewmaster. Yes. Okay. And right. the life one will look terrible. Is Lone Druid. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. He's been bad for a while, and I think he's going to get good now. You know who Next would be punch. a good pick for comeback hero is Omni, actually. That's a safe bet, I feel He's like. been on and off, though. He was good for a lot of the year we just had. He just got uber nerfed. Oh, my God. I should have picked Underlord. May I? Ugh. Dude, they are 100 All right, I'm changing. Hero of the year will not be Lifestealer, because that was a stupid answer, future me. It is Underlord, because they're going to redesign his ult. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm saying that, does it make sense because they just came out with an immortal that changes the effect for his ult, and people will be really angry that they changed his ult to something different? All right. Fuck do you want to change your prediction again? The cosmetics are actually Legion. Com- no, nah, I'm just gonna stick with Underlord. The hero's All weird. Right. I don't like his design. I think he's gonna get something new, and it's gonna be fresh. And he's gonna be the hero of the year somehow. Okay. Your idea for the Ags will become his ult. I hope so. It was an idea for the ult. I pitched it as an idea for the ult, and they made it the Ags. They listened to you, Sindarin. It was always meant to be the ult. Maybe one day you'll be designing everything in Dota. You'll delete like half the stuff, and then the game will be absolute shit. It will be absolutely beautiful. Glorious. Uh all right, you know what? I'm going to do this now. I'll just try to make this quick. This is going to be the last segment. It's Suns Fan Reviews. Okay. Uh, I'll I want to review off. one of the things with you. Okay. I'll hold off on the Pixel 6 Pro because that's going to take up some time. So let's. I'm going to make this a Suns Fan Review in Cinder, and if he wants, reviews any TV shows slash movies that we've watched recently or throughout this year uh, and whether we like them or not. We don't have to go too in-depth, obviously. Okay. So start with the two movies and then I'll do shows. So first one is The New Matrix. Again, there's not going to be any spoilers from me. Cinder and mm-hmm. I hope the same for you. Same. No spoilers. I'm just going to tell you if I liked it and if I didn't like something or I like something, I'll be somewhat mm-hmm. vague about it or things that are in the trailer at least, okay? So The New Matrix as expected for me, pretty meh. The thing that, and I tweeted this, the thing that surprised me the most about the movie, and again, I'm not that big of, like, if you guys have followed me before, I'm not big on action anyway. Like, action's cool, but it's not, like, the thing that makes or breaks a movie. But when the movie is literally defined by its action in some respect, which Matrix is, they define, like, they revolutionize a lot of, like, action scenes. Their action scenes were complete dog shit. I was so surprised it felt like everybody was really old. The choreography was very stale, <laughs> very like restrictive. It wasn't cool at all. And yeah. you could say, oh, the actors are older. Well, Keanu Reeves is still doing John Wick, and those action scenes are fucking cool as shit. So the action scenes sucked ass. I thought uh, Neil Patrick Harris did a really good job in his role. He's in the previews. Uh, really sad that Lawrence Fishburne wasn't in the movie. Again, this is all announced. Uh, and then Agent Smith, a.k.a. Hugo Weaving, is not in the movie. That crushes me. I think might be my favorite villain of all time. And the movie felt very similar to number two and number three, which I thought were very underwhelming in general. Right. It had some moments yeah. that were like very nostalgic, but overall I would say meh. I got to say when it comes to Matrix, Shannon, nothing comes close to the first one. Am I right? 
That's right, actually. But I know yeah. that you're. Yeah. yeah. So is this the one that you watched or no? No. Okay. So next up, I watched the first one. What Pixel Six Pro? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Don't make I me the laugh. First Matrix. Yeah, I know. Uh, when I actually, was I will say that you probably need to watch all three to watch the fourth anyway. So. Okay. Uh, second I'll, I'll movie. Get, I'll get on it. Second movie is maybe a bit polarizing, but I watched this on Christmas Day on Netflix. It's called Don't Look Up. One of the best movies I've seen in years. Very fucking oh. good. The cast is absolute S tier. Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, let me just look up everybody in this freaking movie. But it's to don't look up. Yeah. So then you can't look up who's in the movie. Oh, that's that's cute. Leonardo DiCaprio, I mean, come on. Jennifer Lawrence. Let me explain the joke. Kate Blanchett, Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill, Tyler Perry, uh, and a bunch of people that maybe you don't know their name, but you'll recognize them. Ariana Grande, which okay, I guess I don't oh, really care I about recognize that, that name. She's yeah, really would. good in um. So what's it called? Matrix Revolutions. <laughs> the movie is just roughly what it's about. It's it's a satire about like an asteroid that's going to hit the this is in the trailer about an at or a comet that's going to hit the earth and nobody like the government doesn't believe the scientists essentially so it's basically a huge satire that familiar. yeah it's based off of real events obviously or based off of what's going on and i looked up the reviews cuz this was like exceptionally fucking good i thought hilarious very well mm -hmm. acted everything was like top notch and i looked at the reviews and it was like Last I checked, it was like a 50-50. I was like, how is that fucking... I was like, oh, wait. Okay, now I get it. So what it comes down to, in America at least, if you're like a Trumper, anti-vaxxer, anything in that general realm, you're not going to like this movie. They mm. are making fun of you. So I'll just say that now. Okay. As a Sindarin, you're free to watch this movie. Guaranteed you will like it. Highly, highly recommend this movie. Fucking amazing. Okay. So that's that movie. And then on to three shows that I've seen. I know one of them that you've watched as well, Sinner. This is not one of them. Nope. Wheel of Time. I thought it was okay. Again, no spoilers. I did not read any of the books, so I didn't know anything about it coming in. I thought the lore concerning it, very interesting. It has a little bit Lord of the Rings-esque you know, style to it, which is cool. It seems very deep. I thought the casting of the show was very bad, and I didn't really oh. like any of the characters. None of the characters I was rooting for. The main actor, <laughs> the main actress, I forget her name, but she's in, what's that movie called? Uh, Ariana Grande. No. Oh. Damn, I, I can't remember her name, but I cannot stand the actor. She basically has no range. She plays like the same character in every fucking thing that she does. Uh, so not a huge fan of the characters. And some of the story are, again, I can't compare it to the books. It's interesting enough for me to continue watching future seasons because I like this fantasy stuff. But mm -hmm. I would say it was kind of okay. Yeah, Roseman, Rosamund Pike. She Everything she's in is the same character. If you guys know, she has zero range in her acting. She she played, uh, what's her name? Uh, whatever. I'm not going to think of all these names. But anyway. What's it going to take for you to not watch a second season of something? You literally said this was 
okay. I liked none of the characters. The yeah. casting was awful, but I will watch season two. Well, <laughs> I appreciate... It to be? Don't make me laugh. I appreciate lore. <laughs> and fantasy is just... It's such a rare... Like, this show is trying to be Game of Thrones. It's not a secret. Okay. And Game of Thrones had a couple mess seasons. And, of course, their last season was unforgivably bad. So uh-huh. it could pick up. Like, things can change. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was okay. All right. Witcher season two, Cinderin. I watched this. I will let you go first since I've been talking this whole time. Okay, so from what I've gathered, this season is kind of polarizing because some people, um, some people really liked it and thought it was better than season one, and some people thought that the how to say the pacing and like the level of abstraction or whatever you want to call it got too it got went too far like it was hard to follow in terms of like time and space and everything how things were connected mm. um i'm in camp number 1 i really liked this season um and it was interesting i was watching it together with susie and she disagreed she's in the other camp she thinks the show was like she thought there were too many like plot holes or things that were unexplained or uh that things were a little bit too all over the place i like I like that kind of abstraction uh, and like how to say it was there's a there's mystery to it. And I think in all fairness, I think some of the mystery might be a little bit far fetched and a little bit like arguably bad writing. But I'm not going to say that yet. Um, We'll see in season three. But overall, I like the mystery more than I dislike the the abstraction in it. And I think that's kind of similar if you remember um, season one of Dragon's Blood, right? I think that was similar, what people thought there, that mm. some were like, it's a little bit too, like the pacing is weird, it's too abstract, it's not like, we're not really building things in a normal way or whatever. I don't mind. I, I like both shows. Um, so I don't remember how much I liked season one of The Witcher, but I, I, I like this season. I think you're gonna, if I were to guess you like the season less than season one, I'm curious what you think. Uh, did I? I actually don't know. But I thought season two of Witcher was okay. Mm-hmm. Not to be, you know... I like none of the characters. I thought it was bad casting, but it was okay. The, what's... Man, I don't know why I keep forgetting the main actor's name. What's his name? The main uh, actor? The main actor of Witcher, I'm sure. Uh, Geralt. Yes, that's the character name. Yes. Henry Cavill, I think, is amazing. I love him. Henry He's Cavill. a nerd. I, I root for him now that I know that. I think he does a good job. I think the casting for Siri, which is the other main character, is very good. I think yeah, she did Siri's a very good, good job. I never liked the casting for Yennefer, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep in mind, I've read three books, and I'm not going to base my opinion on the show off the books at all because it's completely... Like I, it's, obviously, that's also some of the biggest criticism I heard was that it's totally off the book. It's so. all over the place, and that's fine. Like I'm not saying that's a bad thing necessarily, but because uh, they have to go based off you know the book or the mm-hmm. game or the show. Like there's so many things that uh, you need to change to make it just work for that format. I, th- the production was definitely better because I remember mm-hmm. season one had like a dragon and it looked cringy as fuck. I remember that like some of the production was very bad. One thing that didn't change, though, is some of the dialogue was very cheesy. I felt there was some like cringy writing that just didn't feel like it should have been in the show. 
Is that with Yaskir or or Jaskir? However you say it, I forgot. By the way, his name in the book is Dandelion, so it really threw yeah. me off that his name was Yaskier. Yaskier, or Yaskier I think that's how it's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Dandelion. okay, this is this. I'm not saying that this is why I didn't like the show. This is just a random small snippet, just a very small thing that happened that bothered me, just to mm-hmm. show you how weird I am. Okay, so I actually yeah. like the character Yaskier or Dandelion quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So in the show, he takes off his shirt, and he's right. completely ripped. And that bothers me that that character would be ripped when there is no fucking way, based on what I read in the books or even in the show, what he does, he mm-hmm. should not be in good shape, period. It's, I think it's weird that it actually takes right. slight, like just for a moment, it takes you away from what, the, like this thing they're trying to paint, you know what I mean? Right. And I felt like there was like a lot of those like very small things that are just sprinkled in there. That it's like, eh, why why would you put that in? Just not just don't include it. If he's ripped, just leave his shirt on then. It ruins the moment for me. Mm-hmm. Um just a lot of small things, and yeah, the dialogue, it could have been better. But I think it, it's relatively decent show. I'll definitely continue to watch it. Like all these gaming stuff that as long as they're not like really fucking bad, I'll still watch them. So Do you think so when it comes to Geralt, do you think when you're talking about dialogue? Is there a point where staying true to the character the whole way through just gets monotonous and boring when half his lines are literally hmm? Right. Like, do you just like is that just? But that's not. Is how that it just is something you books. have to do for consistency? Because I'm. It's not like it annoys me or whatever. Like I don't mind. It's just when you look at it from the standpoint of dialogue, there's just a lot of the same coming out of that guy. Right? There, again, I've only read like three books, and there, there's plenty mm-hmm. of dialogue in the books, so I. Whether the games have them, I, I can't tell you. You're the one that played the game, not right. me. I but, played the third one only. So. so, and, okay, this this would be a spoiler if I was talking more in depth, but there's a character that isn't able to do what they normally do, and it lasts too long, or, well, I guess that's not technically giving away anything, but mm. there's, like, these things that just, like, why is it in there for that long? Like, it's the whole season, basically. Mm. Like, not not... I don't know, because like part of the character's charm is being able to do stuff, right? So just a lot yeah. of small gripes, nothing like truly terrible, but it was it was okay. Right. And the final thing, since I've been watching a lot of stuff, apparently, this yeah. one kind of snuck up on me. It's a show called Invasion. It is a show about an alien invasion. Oh, sounds very that's new. Based when you watch the trailer, it'll look like if you guys remember the old movie Independence Day or something like that. I think the show is really good. I liked it a lot, actually. I was not expecting to. It's what I would consider the closest thing that I have found personally that is the most realistic take on what would happen if there was an alien invasion of some kind. Oh, I think. A lot of the reactions, the dialogue, the way that people react, like the things that are happening, it's all believable to me. Like, I guess I'm just noticing this now, but even like with Witcher and these other shows, like these little things that bother me, take me out of the moment. Didn't really have that with this. Maybe it's because I had no expectations, but I I would recommend Invasion for people. I think it's so a, is it a very movie good show. or a, a show? It's, it's, it's a, a show. show. Yeah. Okay. Would highly recommend that. It's kind of. I wouldn't even say it's out of the box, but it's something that I haven't heard anybody really talking about, which is surprising. It's on Netflix, but... or 
Uh, I don't remember. Let me see. Okay. Invasion. I think it's Apple. Yeah, Apple TV. Okay. As much as I hate Apple, they they do have some good stuff. Sadly, on their thingy. So. All right. Yep. Very very good show. Would recommend it. And that brings us to the end of the episode, Cinderin. That's it's the end of the year, Shannon. It's over. 2021 is over. 2022. It was a great year. A lot of things happened. Absolutely love 2021. Can't get enough of it. I really hope 2022 is like this year because I had a blast. What do you actually think? As we what do I up? think about yeah. the year? Yeah. What did you think of the year overall? It was pretty meh. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, from a Dota perspective, I think the tournaments overall were pretty good, but it obviously sucks that the lands had no audience. I think TI, it was a shame what happened happened, but, you know, under the circumstances, Valve did kind of what they could. Um, my own year in Dota was one of the less enjoyable ones I've had, just from my overall gameplay experience, how much fun I'm having playing the game, the quality of games, the patches. Um, I think the patches, for the most part, were all right. Not fantastic, but good. Some mm -hmm. of the additions to the game I disagree with, like we've talked about. So overall, as a Dota year, it's been kind of eh. It's been okay, uh, but definitely not the best year. And because of COVID, a lot of the stuff outside of Dota that you're usually excited about or whatever didn't really, wasn't really too great. One of the highlights of the year, there was Hades, Shannon. So thanks for that. That was great. What about your personal life? Would you say it was a good year? I mean, not in particular, right? Because there just wasn't... Yeah, I would say if you compare this year to prior years, it's been one of the more like monotonous and I wouldn't say boring necessarily, but just, yeah, monotonous is a really good word for what life has been like this year, right? Because there just hasn't been so many moments or so many, so much variety in what you've been doing. A lot of mm -hmm. the year has just been kind of the same. It's felt, it's felt pretty similar from month to month, to be honest. Um, okay. I... I'm obviously... I think I'm partially to blame for that myself, right? Because COVID wasn't bad the whole time. You could have done stuff when when it was really possible, but I didn't do that much, I found. You kind of get into this habit of just existing, in a way. I don't know if you can relate to that, but oh, I exist. it's been kind of flat. That's why I got to go on vacation, bro. Yeah. So I will actually go out on a positive note. Career-wise, this last year was the best yeah. that I've probably was... had. It Great was, for that, for sure. It was like a control-alt-delete hard reboot of my career, so that's nice. Yep. Uh, people like me again, so that's nice. You still like me, so that's nice. And then personal so. life, uh, don't make me laugh. Personal life, obviously, if you, outside of COVID and whatnot, which can't really control, uh, got married. Yeah. I uh, got to hang out with, even though it's, I guess, I mean, work is my personal life as well, but got to hang out with... Like all my favorite people, at some point around the year. So, yeah, I it was surprised. I did not think it was going to be a good year, but it really. I mean, it ended with an appendectomy, so that's great. I have one less thing to worry about now. I love it. So that'll do it good. for this episode of We Say Things. We appreciate you guys supporting us throughout the years. Uh, again, I will say was... I think next year will be better. For both of us as well. So I will also okay. go out on a positive note. I, I'm I'm optimistic about next year. Great to hear. So so yeah, we will bid everybody adieu. Thank you for supporting us. 
We said it way back when, when we started this podcast, that we were hoping to make it consistently once a week, and we've basically done that. Very surprised with Cinder and actually doing something. It's another so. resolution for next year, to keep yeah. up the schedule. Keep it up. All right, everybody, thanks yep. for watching. Until next time, Suns fan Cinder and Sunny out. Have a great Bye. new year. Stay safe. Don't Bye. drink and Stay drive. Safe. Don't shoot fireworks unless you have to. Wait, don't you never have to. Don't be stupid. Don't, don't, don't hurt don't yourselves. Be like Cinder and be robot. We don't drink excessively, but drink a good amount. And drink subscribe. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Yeah. Subscribe.